Welcome back to the For the Ladies podcast and our Golf 101 series. For our third lesson, we'll be covering WTF is golf slang, and we've invited the perfect man to answer this question for us. Roger Steele is a Chicago-based content creator and founder of Hype Media. He has a hilarious but also thoughtful perspective on golf, and I felt like he was the best guy for the job to explain golf slang to us. You can follow him on Instagram at Roger underscore S-T-E-E-L-E. We talk about his hashtag, Real Talks, at the top of the pod, but you have to check them out for yourself. So I have to admit that at the end of the episode, my fiance, Brendan, was trying to be respectful of our recording, so he crawled on the floor in the background of our video chat. Roger called it preserving the vibe, but Roger and I just lose it laughing. I hope you'll forgive us, but it was just too funny to delete. So let's get into it. For this episode, we're going to do golf slang. Mm-hmm. So I read through uh, the list of words briefly. Cool. I was going to prepare something for each of, but I was like, you know what? Let's just be organic here. Yeah. Oh, man. We might, I mean, we'll just say whatever comes to mind and exactly. it'll be good. But before we get into it, I would love to know, like, what, what is hype media? Uh, so me and one of my boys uh, from L.A. started it, but it's just a content creation and, you know, marketing consulting uh, operation that we have. So pretty much like you look at someone, uh, look at a business and, you know, they have a CMO that, you know, maybe they're spread thin. Maybe don't, they don't even have a CMO in general, but wanted to provide like plug and play solutions all the way from like from ideation to, you know, execution and implementation for like content creation for different digital strategies, stuff like that. So cool. It, I mean, I guess like the, I guess our strength is like content creation, yeah. but then still have like know-how on like, you know, the paid marketing side or like, you know, email or, you know, a couple, couple other competencies, like we write, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Just seeing, just seeing what avoids are with particular companies, and just trying to convince them to tell more interesting stories about themselves. You know. I know people don't want to talk about themselves. They don't. They don't. <laughs> and it's like, like all of the people that shouldn't be talking about themselves are. So I mean, I feel like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, they have no, they have no, you know, no shame at all. So I feel like if you're trying to do something positive and innovative, why, why aren't you louder about what's going on? Right. That's right. And how did you get into golf? Uh, I got this funny picture right here. So look, this is me. Oh. This is me and Tiger Woods when he was 17 years old. So my dad, I just, I did this like, I was doing this podcast as if like two hours. I'm like, no way you're going to use all this stuff. But uh, but uh, my dad got me into golf. He's a retired police officer. Okay. And so around the time that I was like able to walk and like, you know, be a competent living being, uh, he, you know, my mom was telling him to spend more time with me, obviously. And so since he was just getting into golf, he was bringing me out to the golf course with him and his friends. But, you know, I didn't have any friends doing it. There were no other kids that I was like the only one. Yeah. Uh, and so it was kind of tough, but my dad just like really forced it on me. Uh, like my hand-eye coordination was decent. So he's like, you should play golf. So he just kept pushing it on me, but I, I didn't really like it growing up that much, to be honest. Yeah. And even, even though I played in high school, I was still kind of like over it. Uh, and a part of that was because I didn't have the resources or, you know, wasn't, you know, fortunate enough to find 
like instruction to help me get better at the game, like to really mm-hmm. understand what I was doing. I was just, I felt like all through high school, I was just trying to hit the ball and wherever it went, it went, you know what I mean? But nobody really helped me understand how to like use my body, how to like shape shots, how to like, you know, I, I didn't know anything. Take it to like the next level. Yeah, so it was kind of frustrating because I was getting a lot better at other sports, but like golf, I was just kind of like very stagnant, you know what I mean? So, uh, so then I went to college, quit I didn't even take my clubs down there and then uh I got a job I majored in civil engineering in college Mm. so when I got my first engineer actually this is when I went to uh, this is my second engineering job they said they give us a day off for a client outing and by this time I was already over engineering anyway I'm like yo I want to get out of this (laughs) yeah I'll take a day off I know how to play golf I, I, I hadn't played golf in like seven years and uh I went out there and it's just like it all clicked and I like during the time I was away from golf I really got into fitness and like I was doing yoga and stuff you know what I mean so like I you know I, I was still athletic and I understood that you know I had played a decent amount of golf and so then when I fell in love with it then I started to invest in the good instruction and you know all of those type things got it and after that it was just like this very you know toxic love affair that I've had that's gotten me on this uh zoom call with you you know you know, we're just going to keep it going. Uh, yeah. But what's the story behind the Tiger photo? Where were you? He came, so, so when Tiger was 17, this is before he turned pro, but he was like doing some kind of like tour where he was stopping by all these cities, these inner cities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he came to Chicago and then he was at Jackson Park. They had a bunch of little kids sitting there. Tiger did his little exhibition thing. And then they said, we're going to have some kids come up and hit some golf balls. And like, I, I remember vividly being asleep, if that makes sense, sitting in the front row while Tiger was there. And I remember my dad nudging me in my back, like, Roger, get up there. And right. I, yeah, I like, I just remember jumping up, grabbing a golf club, going up there and like, and hitting the shot. And I, and I, and I, and even though I was like six years old, I do remember people saying like, ooh, behind me. Yeah. Then like this, I remember this newspaper guy came and took the picture and then me and Tiger wound up in the newspaper the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's crazy. You know that's what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. That's so my, cool. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. He, yeah, before he started like Tiger Woods Foundation, he did like a bunch of clinics across the country right. and uh, added them in. All right. I think it's time to talk about golf slang. All uh, right, let's do it. Answer the question, WTF is golf slang. I think we do need to start with, though, what is real talk? What is real talk? Real talk. Okay, so you're the first person to actually ask me what Thank that you. is. Oh, good. You are the very first person. Everybody, everybody else just went along with it. They like, just I, think they know. I'm like, I'm okay with saying, like, I don't know. Yeah. Tell me. So, <laughs> like, the definition of a real is, like, uh, you, know what the, you know what a real is? Like, the little streams that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. lead, like, feed into, like, larger water sources or whatever. So, like, I look at my truth as, like, a real, and, like, mm-hmm. everyone has their own individual, like, real, but it's just mm-hmm. my real, and then it's just, you know, talk. So, I'm talking about things that I hope contribute to, like, this vast, you know, network of other knowledge and information that you're getting. But it's like real talk is like really designed for anybody because it's like we're all kind of like this, we're our own individual reels of like information. You know what I mean? It's pretty so deep like, for for yeah. real for, talk. For what it comes out as, right? Uh, but but yeah, so that was the orientation behind it. And my name is Roger Steele. So you put that together and it says real. 
And nice. so I just thought that all of that stuff kind of made sense. But yeah, I just like everybody, uh, everybody is kind of, I applaud people because like I'm I'm the summation of all the information that I've gotten over all of the years, right? And so I just want to be like another real that uh, contributes to, you know, somebody else's knowledge base and, and put some stuff out there, you know? Great. All right. Yeah. So the fir- these first ones are like very like golf. Like if I'm playing okay. golf, this is this is what somebody's gonna say when I'm out there. If mm-hmm. I hit something like fat or heavy, right. what, what does that mean? So hitting something fat and heavy, that's just talking about ball contact. So ideally, I wish I had a golf club here with me or a golf ball. How am I so unprepared for this? Uh, you know what I mean? But ideally, we want to hit a golf ball off the center of the sweet, off the center of the face. Uh, you know, like just a few grooves above the bottom of the club. If uh-huh. I hit the ball fat, I'm hitting the ground first. And then there's this fat chunk of dirt that comes up. Typically when I do that, if I hit the ball thin, that means I hit no dirt and I hit all ball. Uh, neither one of those are good or desirable, but my dad raised me saying thin to win. You know what I mean? You know, some people may feel a type of way with all of our body issues that we have in the world, how we're glorifying. But no, but I think that no, but thin shots definitely, you know, they 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 don't hurt you as bad as the fat ones. Yeah, they like a fat one will like break my wrist. Yeah, depending on the course that you're on. Yeah, a lot of a lot of wrist issues. Do you think that that's is that is that triggering terminology though? Should we change that from thin and fat to like something more like? you know, PC. Yeah. You think so? No, I don't think so. I think you got to keep it. Oh, it's like, that's how it, that's what it feels like. It, I mean, it, it, like, what, it, it, what would you prefer to use? No, I was, I was just seeing what you were. I was throwing it out there, seeing what you said. You know I don't, I mean? well, some people will say like chunk. Chunk. It's still, that's a fat, it's a fat, still like a fat connotation. I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's just, you know, there's a lot of, you know, golf is one of those sports with like a lot of, it doesn't really matter what kind of shape you're in. So I just figured that that language would be like under a bit more uh, scrutiny, you know, given, given some of the, you know, you think given the population, but yeah, if they cool with it, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? I try not to think about it like too much. Oh, uh, you know, I, I get deep with that stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm always trying to look at stuff from 360 degrees. Well, yeah, that's, why we're here. Is, that's why we're exactly. here. Then you're not hitting no ground, fat, yep. you're hitting all ground, no ball contact. Both don't feel good. Thin shots in the cold feel terrible. Fat shots in the cold probably break your wrist. Yeah, so. See, I'd rather just call it like the break my wrist shot. The break my wrist shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would create some more urgency as far as making people not want to miss the ball that way. Yeah. But if you want to see how you break your wrist. <laughs> this is what you do. This is all you have to do. <laughs> All right, what's a what's a gimme? A gimme, a gimme is a slang for uh, I don't want to put this because it made me nervous. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like yeah. too close. Yeah, it's like it's like it, a gimme is like I'm close enough where if I miss this, I will feel very embarrassed and have deep self doubt, and mm-hmm. I would rather not face those parts of myself. So please let me pick this ball up. Right. So all my friends, we don't. Uh, you know, a lot of the people that I play with for money, like no gimmies. Period. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, it don't matter if it's this far away, like make the ball go in the hole. And, and one of my boys brought up a good point. Uh, my boy, Brandon, he was like, 
yo, in every other sport we play, the whole object, like I'm a big basketball dude, the whole object is to get the ball in the hole. Yeah. When have you ever seen somebody like take off for a dunk and then somebody said, oh, no, no, you You good. good. (laughs) I saw saw the way you was going up there, you had that. That was yours. That was yours. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just crazy in golf that we making these exceptions. We're literally taking away the most important part of the game by letting somebody pick the hole up. Well, and when I explain like, what's the purpose of golf? Like, what's the objective of the game? I'm like, yeah. it's to get the ball in the hole. But sometimes okay. you don't have to do it. But you know, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we don't mind. If you <laughs> yeah, don't. exactly. Yeah, but gimme's, yeah, gimme is typically, the, the orientation of it is you close enough that I know you won't miss this. So but, we're going to give it to you. You know, and you giving me an idea for a real talk, honestly, like once I saw Ernie Ills like seven put in the Masters this one time, I was like, yo, anybody that hasn't, Any Ernie Ills was a past world number one and he just seven put it from like however far, everybody should be finishing their putts out because I can't put nothing past anybody. And mm-hmm. I do understand the pace of play argument though. Like, yeah, I, for sure everybody making making all these putts like you know what i mean could, but like the more you do it the better you should get you'll get faster yeah yeah, well, yeah. i mean some you got one step forward i mean one step back i don't know i'm probably saying it wrong <laughs> so you get what i'm saying you got to slow down before you can speed up crawl for that's you. it <laughs> i knew there was some some saying that went in there yeah yeah you you were close what's hey. a uh what's a knockdown i never use this term all right so a knockdown shot uh i'm trash at them personally uh, but pretty much when the conditions are windy, uh, you know, like if you're hitting a full shot and it goes like a full height, a knockdown shot is going to be at a lower trajectory. Mm-hmm. So you could like flight it underneath the wind. Right. So pretty much if I'm hitting a knockdown shot, I'm like, all right, you know, and this this is getting complicated. If the if the target yeah. audience here is for, you know, beginner golfers, knockdown shot is going to be like year four, year five. You know what I mean? We, mm. we, we start breaking that out. But ideally, if you got a lot of wind and you don't know how much it is going to affect your ball and you don't want it to affect your ball, yeah. you take a longer club and then you knock it down so that it stays underneath the wind so the wind doesn't mm. impact it as much. All right. You know what I mean? So it's just a way that if you get people, typically really good players have great trajectory control. So they like, no matter what they can condition. Keep it, so trajectory, they can keep it at a certain height. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's going to control like, you know, your distances, like and when you're playing high level golf, distance control, people think that it's like accuracy. Right. I mean, accuracy is important, but like being able to like control how far you hit the ball, if you're like pin high with the hole, it just makes it a lot easier to like make putts and stuff. You know what I mean? So, so, so yeah, if this is golf 101, knockdowns like golf 701. We're just not. Yeah, there. at least, at least four, at least four. <laughs> at least four, perfect. Yeah, at least four. Well, one that we would, we would have on this one is a, a lip out. A lip out. These are, you know, this is like golf's version of heartbreak. You I know was, what I mean? yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, so a lip out pretty much. Uh, you hit a good putt, but it wasn't quite good enough. And then instead of going in the hole, it just spins around in this very like toxic circle. And <laughs> just, yeah, and then it comes out. And there's different, you know, levels to lips out, lip outs too. You know, okay. when you when you lip it out and it just like catches the corner, but it, it kind of, you knew it wasn't going to go in, but it kind of grazes the hole. It's and you were like, like hoping, you like had you it in your hoping. heart that it was going to maybe go in. Yeah, yeah. But some of them is kind of like you catch the lip and it's like, ah, oh, that was, 
that would have been rough to make, you know. But then there's some like hard lip out. So like this is lip out called a 360 lip out. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I mean, the closest you ever felt to being punched in the stomach, you know, uh, on a golf course is just, especially when you're playing for money, that like hurts, hurts, hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, heart drops down in your stomach. <laughs> but, so, so do you and your, the guys that you play with, do you guys allow mulligans? No. No, no, no breakfast ball. All right. So <laughs> breakfast ball. So are we talking about what a breakfast ball or a mulligan is? I feel like they're two different things. All right. Sort of. Which one do you want to cover first? All right. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about a breakfast ball first. It's a little easier to get away with. Let's, let's roll into a mulligan. So yeah, yeah. a breakfast ball, a breakfast ball, and mark my words, a breakfast ball is only permitted if you did not have time to go to the range or hit balls beforehand. All right. I allowed a shot off the first tee just to kind of see what stuff is, you know what I mean? Whatever. And you know, whatever. I you like that rule. Okay. Yeah. If you if you have no time to warm up your breakfast ball, you get you you get a breakfast ball. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A mulligan is you saying, yo, I just made a mistake, or like I don't know. I'm gonna hit another shot. And that is not how life works in golf. You know, mm. golf is a lot like life. And I like to play the game that way. Uh, you know, you, you, you just don't get second chances at things like that. You know what I mean? You, you a big boy, be big boy, big girl, be accountable on what you just did and just go, you know, play the shot in the or, or take penalty shots. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. you only, the thing I don't like about mulligans is that you lying to yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's really that's really all you're doing. It's like you know whatever you're gonna take on the score. Let's say you take a mulligan and, and you got a five, and really you would have got the seven. You need to feel the pain of that seven, so that you stop doing that. Whatever you just did, you mm-hmm. need to like the only time that it can really register is if you like accept it, and that's how you grow. You know, and that's just mulligans just really stand in the way of of you growing as a player, in my opinion. So yeah, these like are all fall fall under the same umbrella. I feel like you could do a real talk about this. Gimmies, yeah, mulligans, yeah. Um, and then what was another one I had on here? Oh, in the leather, like you're not giving anybody shit. That's a gimme. That's just that's just that's it. That's still like you know it ties into some very deep insecurities that people have where they just don't want to know how you know the the realm of of the possibility regarding their failures. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you could miss that putt, dog. You can miss that inside the leather. And for, you know, to clear that up, inside the leather means Mm -hmm. that the putt is, so if you have a putter and you have the grip on a putter, if the putt is this between, so the length of the the, the exposed piece of shaft, which should probably be like two feet or something like that. Yeah. uh, You know, if the putt is inside of two feet, so that means inside of the grip, if you put the putter head in the hole and lay lay the putter down, if it's inside of the grip, you supposed yeah. to be able to pick that putt up. But I done had some two foot putts though that are just like, yo. You, you you're finding I mean? that. Yeah. I mean, it's just personal. I would have felt bad picking it up because I'm like, yo, I probably got like a 50% chance of missing this putt. Right. I, I need I need to know how I handle these pressure situations. You know what I mean? You know, and I just, just all it all of these things are yeah. people, they running from their truth. I don't, they running from their truth. I don't get it. So we're, yeah, in golf, we are not letting people run from their truth. They're just going to take it. If I could have it my way, you know what I mean? I just, yo, yo, it's cool. We missed that putt, dog. 
after the round, go work on those. You know? Well, a lot of these people listening are probably like more first time golfers. So you're setting them up for success. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm telling you. And then this is this is going to be the beauty of it all. When you get accustomed to playing where you don't take mulligans, you don't pick up putts, and then you get in a money game. I hope everybody out there is trying to play for money. It just makes everything more interesting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But but and you put that pressure on somebody to finish those putts and to not take no mulligans. Oh my God, you're gonna see a, a competitive advantage that you've never seen. Right. Mentally. They will like fold like a lawn chair. I mean, it's crazy. Cause so many people are just not hitting their bad shots or what, what, what do you mean I have to finish this putt? What why 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 would you make me do that? <laughs> because that's the point of the game. <laughs> the whole point of the game. The whole point of the game. All right, we're gonna move past past these bad habits um and somebody asked when somebody tells me to club up or club down what does that mean club up or club down so in golf you know you're gonna learn your distances right so let's throw out some round numbers like let's say i hit my nine iron 125 yards right Mm -hmm. so i know that a standard nine iron is gonna go 125 yards so with that if if the there's a variety of reasons that you would have to club up or club down Primarily, it's the wind, right? So if the wind is coming from behind you and blowing, you know, the ball towards the target, that ball is actuality is going to go 135 yards or 140 yards. So then you may need a club down, take a shorter club because you need to compensate for the wind. Vice versa, if the wind is coming back the other way, you may need to club up because that 125 club, if the wind is blowing the other way, may only go like 110, 115, right? Mm-hmm. So club, there's other variables, you know, that you will start paying attention to as you get deeper in the golf. Like if the green is up higher, so like if there's elevation changes and the green looks like it's uphill from you, you may need to hit more club to get up there. If it's down lower than you, then the ball is going to stay in the air longer so you can hit less club. So clubbing up and clubbing down, is really just looking at the environment, the wind and, you know, elevation changes to see if you need to hit more or less, or if you in certain states too. So if I'm from Chicago mm. and then I go to somewhere at a high elevate, like, you know, higher altitude, uh, you know, my clubs are going to go farther because the air is thinner. And so, uh, and so then I will have to club down like throughout the bag, you know what I mean? So yeah, clubbing up and clubbing down is just, you know, taking, you know, make changing your club selection relative Mm -hmm. to whatever the conditions are. All right. So these next ones are a little bit more about mm, the like culture of golf, I guess. Okay. Okay. So I like culture. culture. Yeah. So when a swing is pure, like what does that mean? That's, that's like the ultimate golf compliment right there. Okay. That's just, you know, your swing is pure. That's just, you know, I don't know the orientation or the origins of like the using pure, but I mean, it's just like, I mean, I guess by definition, your swing is pure. You're producing, you're hitting the ball solid. The ball flight is perfect. You know what I mean? It's just, sounds it's just good. Pure. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like this very euphoric moment in golf. Like, bro, that was pure. Oh my God. That was pure. It's the best compliment you could give somebody, but what? use it, use it sparingly though. Yeah. Because not every, you know, ball getting in the air going towards the target there's not that doesn't necessarily constitute a pure shot you know what i mean don't just be calling everything pure you're gonna make it lose its, you know lose its essence my my dad will do that like he'll say that to my fiance he'll be like that was pure and he's like no that was terrible like exactly. don't be saying that please yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah 
that's that's one of the worst things that you could do is compliment somebody on a bad shot. Oof, I know. It's just you got, you got oh. to watch. Exactly. Because it's like it hurts because it's like that's what you think of me. Like this, that's the best you think I can do. You compliment me on that. Right. So it's it's really like they setting a ceiling for you, and it's like you know, ugh. I know. You gotta watch what you're saying. Like All right. That. What is uh when somebody tells you to like hold hold the pose? Like what does that what does that mean? So in golf, and this is something that everybody should pay attention to when you're watching golf on TV, every professional golfer, after they hit a shot, they hold their finish. Mm. All of them finish balanced on whatever their lead foot is, right? So if they're a right-handed golfer, they finish balanced on their left foot. So when you hold your finish or hold the pose, it's because if seven times out of 10, if you can get to a balanced finish position, then typically everything you did before that it, should, it couldn't have been like that bad. Don't, you know, seven out of 10 times. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as you get better in golf, you'll start to see golf is all about repetition, right? So, you know, it's hard, you know, if, if things are finishing in chaos and you falling all over the place after you hit the shot, there's a good likelihood that things are pretty chaotic before you got to the finish position. So we just want to try to, you know, get rid of, uh, get rid of as much variance as possible. So holding the finish is like, I always have to tell myself that, you know, when I when I start swinging too hard, I'm like falling all over the place and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, You're like trying I'm, to swing out of your shoes, be Bryson. I look like I'm drunk out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Some people say you look like Bryson. Others are you just look drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Bryson is definitely a way to compliment somebody that's that's off balance though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What is um. I like this one. When people talk about like their gear, their gear, like what I mean, is so gear? Gear is like, you know, like golf, like your clubs, like your, I don't know. I think the gear is kind of broad, you know, yeah. as far as like how I, how I incorporate or how I receive it and hear it used. But your gear is like, you know, everything from your outfits that you got on. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Everything from your clubs, your bags, your gloves. It's mostly apparel and bags, though. That's apparel bags. And I think that it would clubs would be included in that as well. But your golf gear is just pretty much because it's all, you know, if you want it to be golf can be like this opportunity to make a fashion statement. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, if you went to that and you're looking to kind of come out the gate swinging as a new golfer, uh, you know, there's definitely ample opportunities to up your swag by uh by investing in some some doper gear you know what i right, mean right right yeah. all right uh so the sim like i'm going to the sim what like the sim? What, is what is the sim like the simulator that like the simulator uh, yeah so pretty much like sim golf and but it's interesting though because taylor may just came out with a driver called oh yeah taylor may sim so don't get those too confused but uh, going to the sim. So simulators are just, you know, indoor bays where we're hitting, uh, where we're hitting, you know, golf balls into a screen and they're telling us all of the data uh, about it. And we could actually play real golf holes in there. But I think that like the, the dope thing about simulator golf and, and hitting balls in, sim, in sims is that you get so much information um, and it, it should be helping you when you go back onto the golf course. So I know a lot of purists that are like, oh, you know, I just want to play real golf, but I'm right. like, oh, you know, spend some time, spend some time 
on those sims, on those simulators, and and see what's going on. You know, it's it's probably some uh some some nice little you know some true some truths hidden in there that could help you out a little bit. You know. Yeah, you everybody can use some sim time. <laughs> you are just you can walk through. <laughs> My fiance is like crawling on the floor. And I, I, I saw, like, I saw, like, him, like, starting to peek. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was and like, like, I saw the arm is, like, hanging out. I saw, I saw the first thing. Then I saw the crawl, and I'm like, yo, oh, man. Just come if through. I, it's fine. If, if, I, if I get that clip, I'm putting that on social media. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, that's definitely making the cut. The straight bear crawl through. Hey, but, but kudos to him for trying to preserve the vibe, though. I know. I appreciate I mean, him. That's a good partner, right? You got you a good one. Right. I I'll be like, hey, if you've made it this far in the episode, you're going to see somebody crawling. Because yeah. if this was my girlfriend, I definitely would have been doing high knees running across the screen or something like <laughs> that. No shame. No shame. I know. It's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to it. The the one that, I, some, that somebody submitted that I was laughing at is, what's the deal with mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes! That's the one. Yeah. So mashed potatoes. I actually, I would need to look this one up, you know, but if we did I don't know the origin. Yeah, so mashed potatoes is something that I, it all started at, at PGA Tour events when people, when the pros hit good shots, usually the fan, as soon as they hit a shot, like scream something obscene, you know what I mean? But I think mashed potatoes, if, I, if I'm making up what that means is yeah. that the ball looks like a potato and you crushed it. And yeah. so you mashed it, like you mashed the potato, you know what I mean? It's just like a good shot, like you killed it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it is something to scream. You could scream it for two different reasons. If you're playing with somebody and you like them and they actually do like murder the ball, go ahead and give them mashed potatoes or pure as we discussed earlier. But if you want to patronize or if you want to, if you want to make fun of and kind of, you know, poke some fun at, at people that aren't playing too well, or, or if you're trying to, you know, use a little bit of gamesmanship, Go ahead, throw mashed potatoes out there when they miss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mashed potatoes. A, are you a fan of somebody saying that at a tournament or no? Uh, I don't mind it. I just think that, you know, my orientation around golf is that I just want it to be, I do want people to respect the tradition of golf, but I want them to relax. So golf is usually just like very, you know, like com you, you, everybody's composed and it's, you know, it, it all feels very like, Ser, you know, like just very serene and, and stuff like that. So I do think that there's a time and a place for that, but I, I'm all for expression that doesn't, you know, infringe on people's performance. And if, you know, people making noise at golf tournaments, like if I was on a PJ tour, I would be fine with it. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think coming from other sports backgrounds, yeah. you just you get, you grow accustomed to it. And then you go out to the golf course and you're trying to talk to somebody and somebody next to you, like, Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, right. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know oh. I couldn't talk outside. I, I didn't I never. <laughs> Indoor voices outside. Indoor voices outside is crazy. <laughs> so this last one, I don't know what this means, but somebody was like, ask, ask Roger what three jack is. A three jack? Yeah. Man, it's terrible. What, uh, what is that? A three jack is a three putt. So all greens are designed, you know, to be two putt. Two putt is the maximum that you should do. So all my people that just started golf, if you could never make a three putt in your life, you will, I mean, man, yeah. man, I'm telling you, you know? And so like three, three putts are like 
uh, they, they hurt so bad because, you know, putting is not the easiest part of the game, but it's like the lowest, like, you know, as far as like uh, disparity between like really good and really bad putters, like there's like a smaller gap, right? Like hitting tee shots, like I could completely whiff at a tee shot, but like everybody could pretty much hit a putt, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's why people kind of approach putting like it's a little easier, but but to three putt a hole, it's a pretty much wasted, waste an entire shot. Yeah. And it's like, you're right there and you just can't seal the deal. You know what I mean? So the three jack is just a three putt and three putts are like the death of good scores. That one was new to me. I like that yeah, one. Three jack. Oh man, you three jack that? Oh man, I three jack that, man. Oh man. How many three jacks you had? Oh man, yeah, five, three jack. Oh man, no, three jacks, no. You gotta man. say it like that though too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, it's, it's a very sad moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was there anything we missed? I like that you that you think we should golf terms golf terms oh man it's just so many but see like this I think that this is like a good foundation for you right. to like understand some things but you're gonna hear some stuff every and I feel like that that whole like depending on what state you in or region you yeah. in everybody got their own uh they got their own things you know little variations and stuff instead of saying thin people that say skinny and you know what I mean yeah. it's just whatever you know what I mean I think that like the other thing is like ball flights, understanding the difference between slices and hooks. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, slices, they're both bad though. But, yeah. So please stay away Keep from it. it. Matter of fact, if, if no one ever even says that to you, you're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, shanks. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> it's, no, we, we, I think we covered like some we of the better like, ones. Yeah. yeah, the good stuff. The rest of them get taken into some very dark places. Right. You know what I mean? We're not I don't here even... for that. Too. <laughs> cool. Well, the the last thing I like to ask everybody who comes on the pod is just like, what advice do you have for women who want to pick up golf? For women that want to pick up golf, uh, I mean, I think that I just want to say, please pick it up. Uh, I think that, you know, there's opportunities to like forge some really strong relationships. And, you know, I know everybody, especially like millennials and, and older, they got like different motivations for coming into the game later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that like the opportunities to forge new relationships with other women, I think that like, you know, the opportunity to like improve relate like gender relations. Mm. I think that the opportunities for like, you know, career advancement, golf is really like its own language, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, uh, to we get just talked about the language, yeah. I mean, we just talked about it. Really, it's a little legit. Like, it's we could we could probably write like you know, addiction Webster's golf terminology or something like that. <laughs> uh, but I think the opportunity for for us to like bridge a lot of gaps as far as things that we want to see changed about the world, uh, it, it, the opportunities to start those conversations in, in like a peaceful way are made possible, you know, through golf. And so, like, I would just encourage everybody, you know, like improving your relationship dynamics. If you're if your fiance, husband, boyfriend, brother, father, you know, play golf and, and if you can share that with them, you know, it means so much to so many people uh, that if it meant something to you, you guys would instantly be closer. So, and yeah, I just please all the women that can please uh, pick up the game. You know what I mean? We, yeah. we are waiting. We are waiting. Yep. Cool. Thanks so much for your time. Everybody check out Real Talk now that yeah. we know what it means. Is that you the first person I told that? Oh my God, it's crazy. Well, you're the well, first person to actually ask. Good. So. Somebody had to.
Thank you for that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, my that. pleasure. Thank you for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. All right, no problem. See you, Roger. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For the Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E. Thank you.